0: for relaxing times. Make it Suntory time. Gato,
1: gato, gato, gato.
0: Lost in translation, Mac and Cheese, next. When your weekend's all spin up and you got Monday coming down the pike, sometimes all you need is a little comfort to get you through to Monday. Mac and Cheese Movies, where we believe in comfort food and comfort movies. Hello, welcome to Mac and Cheese Movies. I'm Scotty Coffage. And he's trying to choose between the lounge singer or premium fantasy, Ben Remmert. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Today, in honor of Lost in Translation, we are having Centauri Whiskey for Relaxing Times. These are some notes on the whiskey. The tasting note by the chaps at Master of Malt. The nose, soft orchard fruits, and thyme honey are joined by a helping of peppermint in the backdrop. Yeah. Do you smell any of that?
1: I taste, I taste, I would say peppermint. Okay, I I, smell wise, I know what you mean nose, but.
0: Don't know about the honey, definitely peppermint. That is probably really hidden in there, maybe. Or more sophisticated noses. Palette, more green apple on the palette leads along bright citrus notes from pink grapefruit, bitter herbs, toasted almonds, and vanilla oak linger underneath. Do you taste the green apples?
1: Uh, I don't, but um, I could see roasted almond
0: in there a little bit. And, and a lot of bitter herb. I, I can yeah. feel the bitter herb. Um, Not aromatic. Vanilla oak sounds amazing. I didn't, I didn't taste it, but I guess it's there. We're all just... We're what you call amateur... <laughs> uh, <laughs> amateur whiskey, especially amateur Japanese whiskey. Finish. White pepper and ginger add spice to the finish. Mm. I, think, this, I
1: think I get the spice a little it, bit. It has a some, little bit.
0: It, I think it ha- definitely has some kick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of cool now you read it. So it's a blended whiskey from Centauri's three distilleries, Yomazaki, Hakushu, and Chita. Toki has a different composition to another Centauri blend, Hibiki, as its main components are Hakashi single malt and Chita grain whiskey. It should work really well in a highball. Which we don't have. We just have ice cubes because we're amateur idiots. I need to get get a highball for Christmas in my stocking. The whiskey in the movie is represented as a 17-year-old centauri hibiki, which means resonance in Japanese. Does that mean anything to you, Ben? No, I actually never knew that. But I like it, though. So let's talk about Lost in Translation, the 2003 Sofia Coppola directed film starring Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. According to the legends at IMDb, a faded movie star and a neglected young woman form an unlikely bond after crossing paths in Tokyo. First taste, when did you first see it? What is your relationship to it? Why is it a mac and cheese movie?
1: Yeah, so I think for me, I, um, I saw it, I actually went to Japan Uh, for a couple months as kind of like a foreign exchange type of deal. Um, And that was in 2005. Um, And so I had seen the movie before then and of course uh, completely obsessed with it and I was having, I was reading like travel guides and all kinds of stuff with it and and, uh, finally had the opportunity uh, to go over there. Uh, I met uh, someone at MSU through the Japanese club. I was still in high school but I went to this Anyway, met this guy, and he's like, man, you should come back and, and hang out or whatever. And uh, anyway, long story short, went over there in 2005, uh, came back, and the only thing I could think of, you know, how can I get back to this place? You know, translator, I ended up joining the Navy. Joining the Navy, yeah. that's what you
0: gotta do. Uh,
1: and did, and I got uh, top of class, gets to choose their orders, and I did. Um, and so the movie, for me, re-watching it after probably about a decade has brought back a lot of uh, memories. I've actually been to a lot of places that they shot uh, um, in uh, Tokyo and also uh, Kyoto and doing that same train ride and going into the same uh, types of locations and stuff on there uh, and it just brought back a lot of memories um, and so I think, and I'm sure we'll get into this more, the way that it's shot but also with the music soundtrack, put into it it kind of paints Japan as this like I don't know what type of uh, I don't know how to describe it some kind of fantasy land or something just you can get lost over there oh, you yeah. know and so uh, yeah man it's a great movie but uh, that's kind of the what it means to me personally I guess yeah okay That was a little worried sorry.
0: <laughs> I was working in Iowa just after college and on the road a whole lot like at this time and when this movie came out, I hadn't really heard that much about it and it was until like it was award season so um, it was only in like certain cities and mm. stuff it wasn't like a big rollout so I didn't see it until it was on DVD you know I rent it from Hollywood DVD Video. yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually I have it on DVD <laughs> I have it on a pirated DVD yes um, but all I knew was you know it was this awesome Bill Murray movie that he was like gonna get nominated for an Oscar for you know, so I, you know, watched it. You know, I really liked it. I don't think I was blown away by it. Like on mm. first screening, that's this is a movie like you watch like a lot of times. Yeah, and like 100. And like in the aughts, this was on cable a ton, so it's like I've seen. I had the, plus I had the DVD, so like I've seen this so much, and like even you you see like new stuff with it, like kind of all the time. Yeah, like, 100. percent mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of subtle things in there that that pop up the more and more and more and more you watch it. So. I enjoy those types of movies that like that, though. You yeah. appreciate them more, I think, as time goes on.
0: And, it, and it's probably Bill Murray's last legitimate shot at an Oscar. Mm. Um, uh, he had that one. It's uh, a Saint, Saint, uh, Saint Vincent. Oh, yeah, there was like a push there. Yeah, that was pretty good, yeah. man. Uh, um, otherwise, yeah. And then Sofia Coppola, I mean, this was her second movie. You thought this was going to be like this huge kind of filmmaker. And she is, but she really hasn't put out that much. Really, in the almost like last 20 years, she had Marie Antoinette, yeah. she had this movie Somewhere, The Bling Ring, she had the Bill Murray Christmas on Netflix, and then she had Beguiled. So it's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a lot, but I mean, that's, that's not like, I mean, I guess, I guess when you're like a filmmaker like that, I guess you don't just roll them out like that. I mean, Tarantino's yeah. only done like probably about five, like in that same amount of time, you know, sure. post-Kill Bill. Um... But yeah, so it's like, I think a lot of us were thinking she was like the next big thing. Yeah. But like kind of the industry changed, like kind of movies changed, like this kind of movie like doesn't really get made anymore now. This is more like kind of on Netflix or Prime or something like Prestige TV.
1: Yeah. So I've only seen, uh, the only other couple of movies I've seen is Marie Antoinette. And it was made, I don't know, not long after this. And you could kind of see the marrying of the cinematography with uh, the music in there and it kind of has like they try you know they bring in this this new this new school vibe into this old uh, thing Emery Marie Antoinette yeah. obviously like mm-hmm. 2004 is not that long three or whatever when this made was not that long ago but um, it just brings another element to the film I think that I really like yeah. also I think there's something to be said about uh, at, at, including Quentin Tarantino when you're writing and directing not just like, oh, I'm, I got called up to do a Star Wars movie or whatever, but it's like you actually have, like you wrote this from nothing, or, you know, maybe somebody helped you or whatever. But, and
0: then you got to fundraise it, you got to do yeah, all exactly, this stuff, you got to get into right. the studio system. And, like, and I
1: think there's something to be said about that in the, uh, I'm sure the amount, and like I said, I haven't seen very many couple of movies, but uh, there's something to be said about the amount of care um, put into making the movie that maybe means a little bit more than... Um, you Know someone who just got hired to like, be there, pay by number
0: studio film, yeah, yeah. So, and she did you just get Virgin Suicides. I didn't, man. That's her yeah. first movie, it's it's great too. That's Kirsten Dunst, that's probably yeah. Kirsten Dunst's best movie. That that movie's incredible. Um, and then it, we had this movie, so I mean, you mean re, you really thought, oh, she's gonna be with us like the next 30 years, kind of right. thing. Um, yeah, her dad's Francis Ford Coppola, mm-hmm. so. It's like Godfather. He has the Godfather and Apocalypse Now and like oh, all, yeah. and all this stuff. Apocalypse like yeah, too. yeah. So yeah, good for her. She was married to Spike Jones. Yeah. Um, oh, Learning a lot of stuff, stuff today. today. <laughs> Spike <laughs> Jones directed Being John Malkovich. Yeah. An adaptation. So she's married to him. The rumor is the scene like with Anna Ferris in this movie mm-hmm. that that's. That really happened, like with Cameron Diaz and like her husband is Spike Jones. So it's like it's like that. Kind of, it was like that kind of wow. scenario. Yeah, um, we're like Cameron Diaz is like all like, oh, I just did this power cleanse. Yeah, and yeah, out, like, yeah, all through yeah. That yeah. whole whole thing was the just, like, LA look, the yeah. LA uh, in yeah. crowd or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah, cool man. Okay, um, what do you think about? The ingredients. Uh, we talked about Sofia Coppola here a little bit, and then like Bill Murray. What do you think? Is this Bill Murray's one of his best performances, best movies? What do you think? Uh,
1: so you have to look at. This is a good question, man. Uh, you know, he he did like Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters, all of this. You know, he's a, he's a he's a funny guy, but he's it's also very he's very dry humor, which I really like, and I think his role in this he's an older person in this movie you know and he's almost kind of like the uh the dad figure if you will I mean there there's obviously more to the relationship or whatever but you know he's lived a little bit longer he's you know he's been married longer he has more advice to give but he's also kind of like charming in like a dry humor like oh I sit here if I fall down someone will see me or um just cra- wise jokes like that. all the whole throughout the whole entire movie and you're not like Oh, knee yeah, slapper! Yeah. up. It, oh. But it's just so subtle.
0: It is like a very subtle performance you for know. him. And then, but it does have that like kind of Bill Murray charm. Like it's right. just kind of in there just enough yeah. that you're like, oh yeah. I'm. Even though this guy's depressed and he's going through exactly, like something. Like, yeah. You're like, I want to hang out with this dude. Yep. Like, um, yeah. Do
1: you want to hang out with power cleanse? Or do you want to hang out with, you know, let's have a drink and hate life together or whatever it is. You know, so, uh. Best role, you know, I, I'd say it's up there if as far as him being serious or whatever, yeah.
0: And I, and I like Groundhog Day. I think Groundhog oh, yeah. Day is like...
1: Fantastic. Same type of vibe as far as uh, Bill Murray goes. Not the whole, obviously the whole movie's are completely different, but um, you know, frustrated, I'm reliving the same day over and over again. And then, you know, that type of humor kind of comes out of like, you know, the insurance guy or whatever. He's like, hi, let me guess, you're gonna sell me insurance or whatever. That kind of translates over this movie a little bit. I think he he shows a lot of frustration with the language barrier over there, and you know, getting instructions and stuff, and kind of you just kind of have to roll along with that. But he's also, you know, kind of making fun at the same time. And in a sense, you know, one, you know, you know, oh, I just think to myself, where's the whiskey at? You know, it's like, oh, are you drinking? As soon as I'm done, yeah. as soon as yeah. I'm done, you know, like. <laughs> I'm here, but I don't want to be here, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and, we, and we got Scarlett Johansson, who kind of up and coming, but I mean, this movie cements her as a movie star oh, for sure. after this movie. And she's in the top tier of actresses. And, you know, she's doing roles and she ends up get, being in Marvel for 10 years. But I mean, this, I mean, I think this movie is the thing that does it for her. Yeah. Um, I think
1: she did a, a really good, I'm trying to put it, like, she's just a very... Uh, she she kind of has, like, this girl-next-door type of thing going on in that movie, but she's also, you know... I don't know if he was just Giovanna or B.C.'s joking or not. Not everyone went to Yale, babe, or whatever, not, you know? Not and, uh, yeah. Not everyone
0: You know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: hasn't really figured it out yet, you know, but, but very smart, and um, is just kind of trying to find out what their path is or whatever, maybe having a little bit of regret with uh, the marriage or whatever. Uh, I will say, as far as the story goes... Uh, This is something i picked up on uh, after whatever, however many years, you know, there's a couple times where actually that one, you know, they ran into Anna Faris the first time and it's like, oh, what's up photographer? And, uh, you know, not everyone went to yell, babe. And then um, when they're falling asleep together, she says, "Uh, old boy thinks I'm kind of snotty. And so I never really paid much attention to those two things. But now that I think about it, I'm like, okay, so you kind of are a brat a little bit in a sense of uh, like you feel like maybe you're being neglected uh, in your marriage but it's like, okay, you came with your husband who's working. Like, I'm there to work. They're not on vacation and so he's gone all the time to do like photo shoots and all this stuff and it's like, uh, I'm so mad and I'm neglected but it's also like,
0: He's working yeah, right he now, like what do you want, yeah, you know? So like, I'll be back, I'll be back on Saturday. Yeah. You
1: know, it's and, like- it, and so, and that's it, you know, and it's like, oh, he's asleep all the time or, you know, she wants attention all the time or whatever. And, um, and actually Bill Murray later on, they get in a fight and he says, um, um, oh, no one was there, there, there to the lavish you in attention? attention, you know? And so I didn't ever picked up on that. Uh, Cause I was too kind of uh, immersed with like the cinematography and like Japan, part mm-hmm. of the story, not the story itself, so to speak. Um, and so, man, I'm kind of on the side of uh, Giovanna Rubisi yeah. a little bit, you know. Not in a, you know, not like she's not like a terrible person or anything, but um, I think she played the role well of exactly mm-hmm. what it was supposed to. You know, I'm sure that was written out like that for her. Yeah.
0: And, and like I, I had my notes. Like there's a scene where. She's just walking around in these, like, pink panties while he's, like, I guess, getting ready for work mm. or whatever. He's, like, just he's kind of, like, distracted. He's oblivious Yeah. In the pink panties. But you and me Mary married. Like, the pink panties is not – that's not a normal thing. Uh, um, also,
1: it, you know, he's on the ground messing with camera equipment. She, like, quote, unquote, butts into yeah. uh, that. And you're, like, man, right there. <laughs> you know, like, okay. But, yeah, 100%, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's yeah. not – He's not the bad guy, at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's kind of he's kind of snobby too, cause he was like talking about this band, and he's like all like, you know, Adam in all these rock and roll clothes. Yeah. And, like, you know, they're just, they just need to be like nerds and like just be who they are, and like he's like kind of. So I mean, I think everyone's kind of at this kind of snobby level at some degree in this. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I know, I don't know. He was also talking
1: about work. You know, and I get like that. You know, I, I do somewhat of a similar job in that and I like things to be a certain way or I feel that they should be what maybe the person that's asking me to shoot video for doesn't want to do and it's like okay well we'll do it your way and it'll be crappy or whatever or it's like hey give me a little bit of freedom creative freedom and then maybe make something better Mm -hmm. so like I kind of understand where he's coming from a little bit but yeah but also I think the main thing out of that though is you know she's not interacting in that conversation it's oh yeah okay mm, i'll quit smoking later oh yeah, you know yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and he's like that's what i said you know mm-hmm. da, 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 da. And it, so he's not he's talking to himself man yeah so i can relate to that on a side this note
0: giovanni Ribisi, i love him i love boiler room you seen that uh, i've seen parts of boiler room yeah uh, kind of
1: i like him is, i like it
0: i like i like him i like him as an actor. Yeah. I
1: do too. Yeah. He's usually the bad guy. Avatar, he's a bad guy. He was like a serial killer. Was oh, he in the a movie. bad guy in
0: Avatar? Oh, I guess he yeah, was. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. He's the main bad guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's like it's like playing putt- putt yeah, like, like wipe like, him out, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares, yeah. about yeah. <laughs> 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 like. cares about the tree of life or whatever? Like
0: Whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> so this whole movie is about connection. You know, she makes the phone call and it's you know, the connection's bad or like the other girl can't hear her, or she like gets off the phone. People trying to talk to you, and you're not—you don't know the language. Mm-hmm. Like with the commercial shoot or whatever, there's no reception when he's talking to his agent. So like that's a big theme like throughout this movie. Sure, hundred percent. Um, so what do you think about about that? I think
1: so. And I kind of mentioned this earlier pre pre podcast. Is your it? There's definitely a language barrier being over there, but there's also you kind of just have to go with the flow. And if you fight that, which he did, it, it's, you know, it's not gonna be the same experience. Um, but you can take um, like physical cues. I was telling you about like bowing. If somebody bows it, like you just, you don't even think, you just you just do it. You're not like, oh, what's this guy doing, right? You know, it's like the same thing as a handshake. And you kind of get, over time, sucked into all of the subtleties of body communication, I would say. Um, and you can kind of roll with that. A lot of people speak English, um, some better than others or whatever, but uh, I do know if you learn even just a little bit of Japanese, it goes really, really far and people really, really go out of their way to try to like make sure that you understand or like you're connecting or whatever properly. So, um, you know, of course it's a theme. I mean, the title is Lost in Translation. Literally he's experiencing, I know that that's on many levels, but, there is a language barrier and then same deal, you know, his wife, the time change, um, there's, a uh, jet lag. They're both experiencing severe jet lag, you know, have you slept yeah, yet? Yeah, no. And, down, um, yeah. just being awake and, um, that all of that's very, very real. And I would say even the opening scene where he's in the cab, just waking up and they're driving him to the hotel and you're going by all the neon lights. And, um, it's, it's almost when you go to another country, it's almost like, it's like you're on another planet or something like that. And I think they do a really good job at pulling out that. And there's a lot of scenes in the movie um, where they only have um, audio, like natural sound, you know, like cars going by people, you know, video games going off and all of this stuff. And it's, it's like sensory overload, I think, to an extent. And I think if you have, you're in a place you're not familiar with, you have sensory overload and you have a communication barrier, it can be very, very overwhelming in the first, they're only there for a week or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so they did a good job at making that real, you know? I think a lot of people experience the same thing, you know? So anyway, that was a little wordy too. My bad.
0: <laughs> when, when he's in the bar, he's which is like a really great hotel bar, like this. Yeah, this, for this, sure. This, yeah. It's up uh, on the top story and everything. Yeah. But like these guys are like, hey, I, I think that's him. I think that's him. It's like, hey, are you, uh, um, and then they're like, "He's like, what are you doing here?" He's like, "I oh, was just just See seeing some friends. friends." And like, "Like, oh, cool. We're here for business." Yeah. Like, I, like, yeah. I don't know if anyone has ever like impressed by the "I'm here for business" line. Like, I well, like I met this uh, singer Kathleen Edwards like at this concert like with Bonnie Bear, and I was talking to her and telling her like, "You make me want to be like a folk singer and go <laughs> on the road." And she's like, "I feel like I." Want well, to quit being a folk singer? But like, then this other dude in a suit comes in and is like, "Yeah, I just got off from work." Um, and I was like, "That's what that's what you're saying to Kathleen Edwards?" Yeah, he yeah, was like, cool, just, man. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> we all work. I think, uh, you know, first of all, those two guys were uh, presumably American, um, and I think in our culture here we put so much emphasis on what it is that you do for a living. People look, you know, when you meet someone new, one of the first questions is. Oh, well, what do you do for, what do you, you, know, what do you do for work or whatever? And we have this mentality of, we always have to be busy all the time. What's, oh man, I'm so busy at work right now. Or, um, or like, uh, I'm always smiling and everything's always okay all the time. And we're the legit, the only country that does that. It's okay to be sad or upset or frustrated or like, oh, I don't want to do this right now. Um, everywhere all over the world, except for here for some reason. And so, you know, Hey, we're talking to this actor. Maybe in their opinion, he's not washed out or whatever. Um, but also, yeah, we're you know I'm trying to start a conversation with somebody else who I recognize as American. So I don't know. That's kind of how I get it. But obviously, that, uh, Bill Murray's not in the f- uh, frame of mind to entertain anybody. So yeah, so, so. uh,
0: that's my take on it. But and then and then later he he sees Scarlett Johansson in the elevator. Uh huh. Yeah. But then like later. They kind of connect, like when I was it when she's talking to Anna Faris, and Anna Faris is do, talking about all her bullshit? Uh, like?
1: I think actually, it's the—it's uh, before that, um, when the uh, the chick singing, you know, Scarborough Affair or whatever, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Yeah!" and he's just like snapping his fingers mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever, and she looks over and thinks the same thing, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, like you know, is, like this is like cheesy this is as hell is, yes, or whatever." Yeah. And, uh, and then later on, uh, I think there's another, yeah, Anna Faris one. It is that, yeah, because then she actually comes over to him. She gets out of that conversation mm-hmm. to come talk to him. And then that's when he says, I'm trying to organize a prison break. You know, we have to get out of the hotel, you know, then the airport, then the country. Um, are you in? Yeah, yeah, are you in? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's... I would love to get out of a conversation and leave with Bill Murray or Scarlett Johansson. Whatever we want to do here. Yeah, either way. At, it the is. First, at the first of the film, you, and you kind of talked about it. Like he's asleep, and then he opens his eyes to like yeah. beautiful Tokyo. Yeah. like I want to go to Tokyo. It like looks amazing.
1: It is amazing. I would say I went to a place called uh, Mito, which is like, I don't know, an hour train ride away from Tokyo. And it's a little bit smaller. And then I did go into Tokyo. And it, it, it was very, very, very overwhelming for me. I had not left Wichita Falls um before then and i just could not believe the the massive amount of population like it's there's times where you can't even take a full step forward that's how many people are there but if you go to like the top of the park hyatt hotel or like the tokyo tower and you look it's just buildings to the horizon forever like i try to tell people i'm like okay we're in Wichita Falls. It's about a two-hour drive to Dallas. Imagine if there's nothing but skyscrapers the entire drive on 287. Mm. That's that's exactly what it's like, all the way two hours straight, just skyscrapers and neon lights and just stuff happening, and um, it's very overwhelming. And then she goes to Scarlett Johansson goes to Kyoto. Later, she takes a bullet train, goes past the Mount Fuji. All there, it's very beautiful, and everything's more what I call like traditional Japanese, like the paper walls and like the the temples and uh, all this stuff. And it's just a lot less hustle and bustle and more relaxation. Um, And I think they do a good job at painting that picture uh, too. And so I actually enjoyed Kyoto more than I enjoyed um, Tokyo. Not that like in real life. Yeah. Um, Not that there's not a time and a place, you know, Hey, it's midnight and I need to get a bouquet of flowers for somebody's birthday. Guess what? You can get it in Tokyo, <laughs> like no doubt. But I imagine it's like Las Vegas on acid or something like that. It's pretty first time, first time yeah. after you live there. You're like, oh yeah, man, yeah.
0: here's the train, here's this place. And How long is the flight to get there? Uh, it's about here.
1: 12 hours. Uh, the, the first time it was like the most painful flight I've ever been yeah. on. Um, Four or five times after that, pff, nothing. No big deal. Yeah, don't even get jet lag or anything. So.
0: Is the Australian flight like the? If that's like tw- is that like closer to twenty, isn't
1: it? I don't know. I uh, I pulled in on a ship in Australia, so I didn't actually fly there. <laughs> so I don't know what the flight is from You're here to, boating, a- boating it. So, but yeah, I did. I did a cross country uh, Japan to San Diego cruise. That was one of my last cruises. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nine months. Uh, of course, we stop and do stuff all along the way or whatever. But Hawaii is a big one. Um, yeah.
0: Anyway. There's a big karaoke scene in this movie. Yeah. Karaoke is huge in Japan. Um, they have these rooms where you can go and just do it like with your friends and mm-hmm. where you can rent out. And th- did you say you had done some of this?
1: I have, yeah. And you can actually, you can order food, uh, beer. They bring it right up. Um, karaoke there, you know, in America, you know, it's like, Oh great! I'm at the bar and they're doing karaoke tonight, and there's a guy in the corner that can't sing or whatever, or maybe they can. I don't know. Over there, it's like it's more private. Like you get a group of friends you're close with, you know. It's almost like somebody's living room or something like that, um, and you're out there, uh, all kind of. I think the culture there a lot too is um, like you don't want to be embarrassed or like. Put yourself out there. Everyone kind of blends in all the time and like they want to blend in. It's
0: not like a performance thing like kind of here in America. Yeah,
1: it's over there. It's like I'm cutting loose. I'm kind of lowering my guard down. But you do that with a a private group of friends, right? Versus complete strangers at a bar like you would maybe in America. Um, But very, very big there. I've actually rented those out to sleep uh, there because they're cheaper than getting a hotel room. (laughs) But uh, very fun, especially if you have... Uh, Japanese friends and you can kind of see you know, they'll sing Japanese songs and stuff and then, you know, whatever is like pop is for them or whatever versus stuff you're singing. It's, it's fun, man. It's
0: a good experience. What's your, what's, your, what's your karaoke go-tos or what do you want there to be like on karaoke that may, a lot of times they don't have. Maybe, maybe they would have.
1: Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, man. There, I can't remember. There's, there's at least two or three Japanese songs um, that I used to try to do um, well, everything else is all there you know they're really everyone really is on the same page i would say worldwide for like like everybody knows michael jackson everyone knows madonna um you know two, like stuff like that and um if you do any of that stuff everyone kind of gets it or knows and you know it's universal i guess yeah um so but i don't have like a specific, yeah I don't what know. about what about here
0: in america do you have any go-to's
1: Man, I quit doing karaoke about ten years ah, ago. Okay. On it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
0: don't can't. Even do remember. you want to know what I want like to do? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. My go-to was "Love Shack" by the B52s. Okay. I like doing "Love Shack." Okay. Um, it's a good song. This is this is like kind of like what I'd lo- I'd like to do. "Mother" by Danzig. I want to do "Never" by Kenny Loggins. This was on the Footloose soundtrack. <laughs> "Epic" by Faith No More. Get into the groove, Madonna. Devil's haircut, mixed business with back, anything by NXS. Yeah, I think it depends on your crowd, man. I have a note. I have a note, like, in case, like, next time I do karaoke, these are things to look for. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Yeah. They do it at uh, Old Town on Fridays, I think.
1: Stephen Cook. Anyway. I don't know. I mean, I'm down. I'm not against it. I, you know, we used to go to Crank It and, uh, golly, I can't, I just can't even remember. Uh, probably because I was drinking heavily, uh. I enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like I'm a pretty outgoing person. But yeah, there's a time and a... I don't know. I'm going to explain it. I, I would almost prefer to have a private group of friends. Like sure. It I, was think like, that, I think that sounds a if lot. If it was like Scotty's karaoke hour in your living room, it's like I would way break down and do that versus like, oh, shit, I don't know any of these people at a bar. Yeah. I know that I don't sing well. Mm-hmm. I don't want everyone... Because I don't appreciate it when someone goes up there. Not, unless you're there specifically for karaoke. Yeah. I don't appreciate it having to listen to, like... I'd rather listen to, like, the jukebox or whatever. Yeah. Um, so or if
0: it, you're going to do it, like, do some performance with it. Do something Yeah, yeah, with yeah. A hundred
1: percent. And I w- yeah, I w- and they do do that in the movie, you know. Uh, which, I don't know who sings that song, but uh, whatever uh, ScarJo sings. And then, uh, you know, my imagination. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, you get uh, Bill Murray on there, and he doesn't want to do it, but he
0: ends up breaking down, you know.
1: I Yeah. That's the way to go. They got it right, man. Yeah. So. You
0: know. and he's wearing the shirt, like, um. Yeah. What is it? Inside Out? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Brown. Yeah. Like, Charlie Brown's on. But uh,
1: that's kind of funny, too. He's like, man, I really am going through a midlife crisis. So, but yeah, their whole interaction together is great. The only thing that really kills it for me, uh, when, you know, he, he uh, he ends up sleeping with the, the hotel bar singer yeah. lady. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, damn it. Bill, like, you know, it's like I'm rooting for him, you know, but just like, man, I'm not a cheater. And, um, you know, him and ScarJo's relationship was, you know, at that, up until that point, you know, he was like a gentleman, you know, like, I'm going to put her to bed. I'm going to, like, take care of this person. And there's not necessarily, like, a a sexual thing attached to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's having problems with his wife or whatever, but, you know, it's like... And and, You know, as soon as that scene happens, you know, obviously he immediately regrets doing that or whatever. Um, But it's just like, damn it, Bill. You know, like you had this good thing. And then of course they fight about it at the end. And
0: yeah, he's kind of a piece of shit, man. (laughs) ScarJo goes to the door and then like she's like singing in the bathroom. I guess Uh, you are busy, huh? Yeah, yeah. it's like, like, oh. And and I think that thing does happen where like maybe you have this kind of bottled up kind of feelings for somebody that you're not supposed to be with. And then there's like, some other lesser option and a lot of people will go with that because maybe that's easier or maybe that's like less harmful or less whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's so it's like,
1: you want to go to the sushi place in Daikinyama? It's like, Oh, I'm busy right now. Oh. And then, yeah. Anyway, that was a bummer, man. That's the only thing I don't like about that movie, this movie.
0: And they're, and they're like only kind of intimacy, like physically is like when he touches her foot Mm -hmm. when she's, Finally falls asleep. She finally falls asleep. Like you know, like yeah, like while they're hanging out. So
1: well, they they kiss a little bit. That's at the end though. Um, but yeah. What do you think about the ending? Um, the ending's good. Um, you know that uh, they first meet in the hotel lobby. Um, you know, oh, you know, he's with his um his group handlers or whatever yeah. you want to call them and you know they're like, Oh, you know, waiting for the cab. And, you know, there's another fan who I would say is pretty attractive. Oh, uh, you're talking about the blonde? The blonde. I wanna
0: I wanna talk about that too. Yes, and, go uh, ahead, go ahead. Yes.
1: You know, and it's like, Oh, are you you're Bob, you Bob Harris? Harris? Yeah I am and then Scarjo walks out at that exact moment and he goes, I have to go now and just turns around and completely doesn't even finish the sentence. And then that just shows you how
0: important that relationship is. Yes. You were the only person I've ever talked to that ever got that. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of times is a dude. Like, if some beautiful woman starts talking to you, that kind of is so jarring mm. that, like, it can jack you up. Yeah. And then, like, it's, and Bob Harris, like, sees ScarJo and just, he's like, yeah, I got to go now. And, like, just walks off, just, like, walks off from this, 100%. this like, yeah. bombshell in the hotel I'm ignoring room. you now.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, and so, okay, bye, uh, you know, and the whole, you know, he even has a, he calls up there, uh, I'm trying to get my jacket yeah. back, which you stole by the way, you know, that kind of humor and then um, whatever. So he's on the way to the airport, sees her out in public and then, you know, so up until that point, oh, this is goodbye. It's kind of a shitty goodbye, right? Yeah. Then they go and then he actually does, he, he plants one on her, they, they
0: kiss. Oh, like when he, uh, yeah, when he gets out of the yeah. When he gets out of the cab, like, and
1: um, I don't know what he whispers to her. I'm, I think it's on the internet. We don't now. know. No, we don't uh, uh, well, know. Think think
0: somebody it figured it at some, like, some Reddit. Some Reddit. Yeah. Like figured it out.
1: And um, I don't know. I didn't look it up or anything. It's know, like but
0: uh, I, I want all of my goodbyes to be like that, and they're more like the first, like the hotel goodbye. Yeah. Like, like yeah. With people that I want to have an incredible goodbye with, and and I want that lost in translation, and it ends up being like that crappy I, goodbye. I, I, I mean, think
1: it's, it, because it's it's so final they will never ever see each other again, you know? They're in another country, you know? And it's also like their relationship, you know, like I don't know how Giovanna Rubisi feels about her hanging out with Bill Murray, like falling asleep in the same bed, vice versa. I don't know how Bill Murray's wife felt, well, you know, she don't know about the cheating part, but the, whatever, a young, yeah, attractive Scott Johansson. Which is
0: really more threatening. I think. Going Isn't around it?
1: Tokyo and having a great time, which that's a great scene, that whole entire sequence. Um, where they go out with Charlie, and mm-hmm. um, they go to the the club, and they meet the surfers, and the, the Kimmel brothers are playing in the back, and um, then they end up at the house, get chased out of the club, and they go to the house, and that whole, I think a lot of us can relate to, you know, being at a house party or something like that, or just like, it's just real chill, and everyone's real personal, and but they're all complete strangers, you know? Um, and then they end up at karaoke at the end or whatever, but. Um, yeah, I got off track a little bit. We're going to the goodbye. Yeah, we're back well, at the ta- goodbye. About,
0: yeah. So, cool. I love it. I love the Jesus and Mary Chain yeah. song. That's like right. amazing.
1: Be your plastic toilet, yeah. man.
0: <laughs> I think it's a be your plastic toy. Toy? Is I it mean, toy? I got to look that wa- up. Because I was watching this on, on Amazon Prime with some subtitles. Oh, good. Good for it, subtitles, man. And I was like, oh, I've been saying plastic toilet. The me, last I, twenty years as well. Um. Yeah. Plastic toy. I'll be a plastic toy. Yeah. I'm embarrassed now. No, don't be uh, embarrassed. Man,
1: it literally is that. I've been. I've been saying that for fifteen years, dude. Since I've heard that. That's that's good it's, to know. Um. Yeah. It's because I'm like, the scene is so deep, you know, heavy, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, what? The fuck does a plastic that toilet? And mean? means you're like, oh man. I'm gonna I mean, let you I'm shit so all over me. Um. Exactly. But I'm like, i
0: toy though. Still is kind of like. I don't know, like, do what you want, kind of a, I don't know, anyway. Subtitles have, I, I, I obviously don't know the worst to any song, even songs that I've been singing the last 30 years. Yeah, I mean, a
1: lot of us, I don't know, anyway. I've been using subs more and more, uh,
0: you know, mostly because I can't hear, but <laughs> yeah, I guess I need to use them more. Huh? It, it, I, <laughs> you pick up on a lot of dialogue that you wouldn't pick up on. Mm-hmm even after multiple viewings doggy bag what are you taking home what's the legacy of this movie for you hmm
1: I think for me because I've actually been to Tokyo and experienced a lot of things there's almost there's almost two stories going on one is just being in Japan as a foreigner, experiencing it for what it is. Like I said, all of the audio. And you'll notice, even when she's in the arcade and the dude's, he's selling the uh, gunshot. You know, it's like, Krush! there's no recoil on that thing. You know, the dude's playing pop and music. Uh, the other guy's playing the guitar and like the girlfriend's hanging out. Like, I mean, there's people that are like break in front of train stations. There's just such a... a variety of people over there and just everything is happening at the same time and they're experiencing that and not quite sure like how to process or or what to do with it and then you meet somebody else who's also experiencing the same thing as you and then you guys can form in a very short amount of time such a very very strong relationship um golly you know it's just really good movie man I don't know how to I don't I'm not good at describing stuff
0: Uh, but yeah I don't know yeah it's great it's great it's it's super attractive and amazing when you meet make a friend Mm -hmm. in another place yeah like that's
1: so and they're not you know yeah there's a lot of the movie that takes place in a hotel bar um, or around other English speaking people but there's also a lot of it, you know, they go, especially Scarlett Johansson, she goes out and explores on her own um, and experiences a lot, of, a lot of that stuff. And she probably didn't even realize a lot of it, you know, like, you know, she was a philosophy uh, degree and, you know, listening to like, I don't know. Phoenix? Not (laughs) the, uh, you know what I mean, the, oh, I got that CD too. Like, how's it working out for you? Oh, the meditation. Yeah, you know, like our life is a pathway or foot for, you know, stuff like that. I love that he's like, oh, I have
0: this too. I have this too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, that humor. And, uh, but, you know, and she goes, when she calls Lauren, you know, I went to a temple and, you know, I didn't feel anything and I just, you know, but it's like, that's the, like, you're there doing it and you are. I know like, oh, I didn't feel anything or whatever, but you are though, you experienced that. You know, and I think later on that'll probably resonate later with her. But um, yeah, man,
0: everyone should go to Japan. (laughs) We need to go. I don't know what I'm supposed to be when I saw the movie in 2004. I don't know what I'm supposed to be now in 2021. Mm -hmm. So shit. And then Bob Harris says, it doesn't get better. He's right, it doesn't. Life doesn't get easier.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. It depends on, I guess, what you value, man. You know, it's like, I'm doing the same things as I was doing when I was traveling or working at Starbucks. Now I have what I would consider a, a ideal job for me personally. Um, it, You know, and I value my friends and my family and hanging out and having a good time and being relaxed you know you don't you can be anywhere in the world and do all that no matter what your current situation may be Um, you know call economic or whatever you want but um but yeah I mean do any of us know you know they ask you that in freaking elementary school it comes back to the the culture part of it you know like in America you know work is such a big freaking deal you know it's like why am I getting asked in kindergarten what I want to be when I grow up or whatever you know, when I wanted, I answered that. I wanted to be a trash tr- truck driver. Uh, like, what?
0: <laughs> I want to be a time cop. <laughs> time cop? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, You know, so I don't know. Anyway. Well, Ben, let's never come here again because it would never be as much fun. Yeah. Mac and cheese out.